This episode is brought to you by Dietz and Watson. Uh, Molly, it's time we have the talk about hot dogs. Oh, oh, okay. Well, hey, (laughs) I'm looking for a hot dog that's the real deal, Matthew. Like a classic hot dog that like when you think of like the platonic ideal of a hot dog, Mm -hmm. I recommend Dietz and Watson's Dietz Dogs. Ah, well, I've heard that they're handcrafted and made using only Dietz and Watson premium meat. I can vouch for this because Dietz and Watson sent us a big box of hot dogs and other delights. And wife of the show, Lori, and I had them for dinner last night. We had uh, the classic beef Dietz dogs with uh, toasted buns with sauerkraut and pickled jalapenos and Dietz and Watson ballpark style yellow mustard. Do you think you'd recommend Dietz and Watson hot dogs for fried rice? Oh, yeah. Fried rice with some sliced hot dogs. I'm going to be doing that soon. Wife of the show, Lori, is going to be making the hot dog flour buns from Christina Cho's cookbook, Mooncakes and Milk Bread. Very excited for this. Mm, And I'm especially pleased because Dietz and Watson does things the right way. So this means like no additives, no fillers, no artificial flavors, no cutting corners. You can feel good about this stuff. Dietz and Watson. It's a family thing since 1939. Shop now at Dietz slash the right way. That's Dietz, D-I-E-T-Z, and Watson.com slash the right way. I'm Molly. And I'm Matthew. And this is Spilled Milk, the show where we cook something delicious, eat it all, and you can't have any. And today we are talking about croutons. <laughs> It's funny because so so we always make a little agenda, which is mostly like a list of stuff we want to make sure we don't forget about when we're taping the show. And on the list, it says, make Molly say crouton with a French accent. <laughs> but then I just went ahead and did it anyway. <clears throat> you did it for me. And the truth is, is I'm, I've been sitting here trying to remember whether crouton is even like a word that shows up a lot on French menus. Hmm. Like, because like more often it would croute, be the croute, yeah. Yeah, is is like a general word for crust, or I think you would often see that used for a crouton. I think you're right. I don't think like crouton is something that is like a thing. Well, it's, it's funny that we took the word uh, crouton and made it and made it uh, American English, but we haven't taken the word croute. That's true. Because <laughs> if you say it that way, it sounds really weird. It does. Um, so anyway, hey, we're talking you, about croutons. Yeah, do you like paid on croute? Uh, what? Uh, pâté en croute. Oh, paid on croute. Paid on croute. Mm. Um, okay, so why why did we start talking about croutons? I have no idea. Uh, was it my idea? Maybe it was your idea. Okay, well let me let me tell you a little a little bit about my my history with croutons, which Please is do. that for a long time I thought I didn't like croutons because I'm not a big fan of the commercial kind, or at least I don't think I am. We've got some here that that mm-hmm. I'm kind of actually excited to try. Then a few years ago, uh, friend of the show, two time guest, the only two time guest in the history of spilled milk, Becky Selengut, she she came over um, to to cook something at my at my house, and she made homemade croutons. And I did not realize how simple it was and how incredibly delicious they are. I didn't make any today because I just made a bunch of garlic bread and was tired of baking things. Uh, But all she did was take a a good loaf of rustic bread, cut it into cubes, toss them with olive oil and salt, put it in a 400-degree oven until they were brown and, like, crunchy but not, not, like, totally crisp through. And I would have eaten 400 of them. And so what did she put it on? Uh, I believe it was a soup. Ah, I like the thought of yeah. that. Okay, I like the thought of that. Okay, here's my thing with croutons. What's your thing with my croutons? My thing with croutons. So, uh, as a kid, sort of only knew of croutons as a thing that shows up that show up in salad. 
I think yeah. that that's most people's experience with croutons. And my mother also used them in her meatloaf recipe. So you know how meatloaf, oh. you know, generally has some sort of a filler, whether it's like, uh, you know, fine breadcrumbs or I guess oatmeal or whatever. My mom used Pepperidge Farm seasoned croutons. Like as the breadcrumbs in her meatloaf? Yeah, but here's the thing. I don't know if it really served the same purpose because it's not like she pulverized them. So they oh. were, they were they were like the size of dice, you know? This seems very weird. Anyway, but so my mom my mom made wonderful meatloaf. I know I talked mm-hmm. about it a bit during the meatloaf episode. But it kind I don't of, think you mentioned the crouton thing, did I you? I don't think I did. I think I talked more about the fact that she baked it in a pan, so it kind of wound up like simmering right. in, in its own fat, which which is wonderful. Um, although, you know, just different. What do you think? Kenji Lopez Alt would have said if about my said mother's about croutons. croutons. Um, so here's the thing: like, I think we'll find out become, because whenever we mention him, he, re- he re- responds to what we said on Twitter. They they get really thoroughly saturated with meat juices. This and, is fascinating. And fat, and they get kind of soft, and it, you know they're very easily discernible in the final meatloaf. Like it, they show up in a cross section. It's like looking at mortadella or something. Only instead of a little square of fat, it's like a square of soft crouton. I feel like. Like so much of the history of American cuisine is taking some commercial product and using it for like an off-label purpose. Yes. You know, like this chocolate cake, it's got Hellman's mayo in it. Don't tell anyone. I'm <laughs> I'm sinful. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Or like green bean casserole. Like how did cream of mushroom soup wind up in something called green bean exactly. casserole? Like marshmallows on the on the uh sweet potatoes. Sweet potato, right? Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. It's just like like we're being we're being bad in the kitchen. That that's our national food identity. It's so good being, to be bad. It's so good to be bad in the kitchen. Mm. So anyway, my mom put Pepperidge Farm croutons in her meatloaf, but I don't remember ever eating croutons on salad as a kid, except like in a restaurant. And I I always kind of wanted to ignore them because, or just shove them to the side of the plate because they're the wrong texture, like you know, and they're the wrong shape. Like in a salad, most things are kind of like flat and you can spear them with your fork. You know, you can layer up some pieces of lettuce, even like half a cherry tomato, whatever, a piece of avocado. But then you've got this crouton. It's kind of too big to fit in your mouth with all the other stuff. It doesn't stay on your your fork. You seem really upset about this. (laughs) I've been thinking about it. So we serve croutons on our Jersey salad at Delancey. So how do you solve this problem? I don't really eat the croutons. Oh, but have you thought about whether there's a way to change the shape or the morphology, if you will, of the crouton? Most people love the croutons so much that I'm not going to fuck with them. But what about for your home? Like, I don't don't care about croutons. (laughs) Why are we doing an episode about croutons? I I don't give a fuck. (laughs) Oh, Um, man. So... Okay, so so but anyway, but you I, come you come on the show, which is <laughs> the topic is croutons. You say you don't give a fuck about croutons. Like I thought I was bad when when I was when I was. It's you know, good to be bad. Like I guess yeah, it's good to be bad in the kitchen. You you like dissing things. Like <laughs> nobody says diss anymore, right? Is there a new like no. like throwing shade? Is that a thing people say? Yeah, um, what does that even like, mean? Uh, uh, oh, putting on blast. You're putting croutons on blast on the crouton episode. <laughs> like you. <laughs> I think I think you've uh, been seduced by the dark side. I think I have. 
I feel differently about this than you, which is not that not that I'm disagreeing with your fiery rant about crouton morphology. <laughs> it's that now I feel like we should have gone into the lab to create a flat crouton that can integrate with the salad. Well, that would be like a Melba toast. But see, the thing is, if you make it flat... <laughs> You're right, it would be a Melba toast. <laughs> if you make it flat... Then it's going to get crunchy all the way through. And then yeah. when you spear it with your fork, it just it's just ex- going to splinter. So I think that croutons have to be, they, they have to be sort of cubes or rectangles so that the inside can stay soft enough to receive a fork and maintain their integrity. Okay, but... See if I calmed myself down there at the yes, end. Yes, uh, that, was, that was very impressive, self-soothing behavior. <laughs> I, um, I, I'm, you learned I'm, it from your child, yeah. right? I... I, I I just gave up sucking my thumb last week. Okay, great. Um, do you need a binky? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, but but I'm wondering. I mean, Melba toast is is a is a deliberately crispy product. Like, it could I just slice thinly slice like squares of bread of crumb and bake them so that they're not crisp all the way through. And but I realize this is a lot of work to achieve. Not very I think much. The thing is, is I just don't care about croutons. I'm not like, talking about like, you anymore. I like my salads what? without bread in them. <laughs> if I had, if only I had known this just like 15 <laughs> minutes ago. <laughs> no, but okay. So I'm glad that we're talking about this though, because when you mentioned that Becky made croutons to put in soup. Now, yes. I think that's a really good idea because then... I mean, everybody knows that it's it's a natural thing to eat bread with soup. Everybody knows that it's a great idea to kind of like clean up your bowl with the end of the mm-hmm. bread, right? So why not just make it enjoy that all the way through by cutting up some bread, putting it in the soup like Becky did. And part of it is like crunchy and part of it is soft and soggy with soup. And that sounds perfect. That is a good use for croutons. You know what is, for me, the ultimate soup and crouton experience? It was this soup that they served years ago uh, at Gramercy Tavern in New York, which was a tomato soup with like cheesy croutons. The recipe is out there. We can post the recipe for that. It's amazing. So it's like a grown-up grilled cheese with with tomato soup. It's exactly that. It's, oh God, that's such a good soup. That sounds really good. You know, while we've been talking about croutons, I suddenly remembered someplace that I've eaten in the past few years that did have really delicious croutons that were essentially deep fried. Oh, interesting. They were incredibly creamy on the inside, almost like like the way that French toast gets creamy. But no, not like that. I went too far. <laughs> I thought you went too far earlier, but now this is even worse. <laughs> No, but they were really wonderfully like moist inside and then incredibly crispy and kind of perfectly fatty on the outside. Okay, let me ask you this. What about a chopped salad? I mean, that's not flat stuff. That's chopped stuff, like little cubes of stuff. I still just don't want croutons in a salad. Okay. It just seems weird. Like vegetables, these vegetables need some crunchy bread. But that's the whole point of a salad is to to put stuff in it that's not vegetables. (laughs) (laughs) Oh! Like... Now like, you tell me. Like, you know, like what makes a good salad? Like dressing, nuts, cheese, croutons. No, I feel like what makes a salad good is like some really good lettuce and uh, an avocado or something and vinaigrette. End of story. Yeah, you you do seem like the kind of person who would say that. I, I do, don't I? I, I 
Uh, I'm filled with self-loathing. That actually does sound good, but I would still put some croutons on it. Okay, so I have purchased here a a bag of (laughs) Caesar salad croutons, restaurant style, and I bought them because of the brand name, which is Mrs. Cubison's. There's something about two B's in a row in a word. Yes, you're absolutely like, right. Like, like nubbly. Even, even like bubble. Like Ch- it just feels good. It feels like cozy. Chubby. That. Chubby. Mrs. Cubison's. Yeah, oh, bubbles. I just want to snuggle her. Yes. Oh, Mrs. Oh, Cubison. Mrs. Cubison. Come over here for a cuddle. <laughs> <laughs> well, that got weird. <laughs> well, let's see how Mrs. Cubison's croutons are. <laughs> oh, I'm going to taste her croutons. Hmm. Yeah. It's fine. This is like generic salad bar. Yep. Crouton. Do you think we could get Mrs. Cubison on the phone? <laughs> Wait, did you just take a bite of one and then put it back <laughs> oh, in the no. bag? Do you think she still wants to come cuddle with me? After what you said about the, <laughs> how you said her croutons are generic? No. Those are also too crunchy. Yeah, I think we missed our chance. But that's how most croutons are really homemade croutons are one instance where the homemade thing is really so much better than the store-bought thing that they, they almost aren't the same thing i mean what's so weird is that last week we determined that garlic bread was not one of those things that garlic the, that bread the store-bought toast, garlic bread man. was great Ooh, so good but i think that that what's really important with croutons at least for me is not only do they have to be delicious and crunchy they also have to be soft in part of their morphology. Well, see how I used morphology? <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. We used morphology in last week's episode, too. That's right. Garlic bread. But, I mean, isn't for, in some, I, I understand not for you, but but for some people, like, the fully crunchy crouton is, is like, the whole point, I think. Not that they would be averse. Let me, let me speak but on behalf of, of random people. How do you spear that up? How do you get that onto your okay, fork? Okay, we're gonna we with... need to do a scientific experiment right now. Get some lettuce. Let's no, I'm not getting lettuce. I'm gonna get a fork. Oh. <laughs> hey Matthew. Yes. Do you know what time it is? Time for scary voices. <laughs> <laughs> it's pledge drive time. Woo-hoo! All right. Yeah. Let's, let's ride them. Let's rope them. Let's, let's rope them in. Let's rope them in. And get their pledges. Yes, let's do. Okay, here's how this works. Do you like listening to Spilled Milk? I do. Yes, I do too. And perhaps some of you do also. Well, if you like listening to Spilled Milk, then you should know that uh, this is our job and we love to get paid for what we do. We do. And, you know, for the first, what, four years we did this show or something? Something like that. We've been doing it for over six years Over six years. And for the first four years, we kind of, like... Flew by the seat of our pants. We did. And we just kind of, like, put money in it. The way that Tom Hanks and Shelley Long just kept shoving money into that pit of a house they bought. Oh, yeah. In that hit movie, The Money Pit, that everybody (laughs) remembers. Yeah. Anyway, I love that movie. Oh, I love that movie, too. Oh, yeah. It's so great. Anyway, but, um, yeah. So for the first four years, we, yeah, we were just, you know, sort of getting our footing. And then at a certain point, we looked around and realized, like, whoa, this is kind of a job for us now. Oh, yes. We we put out a new show every week. 
Yes, we uh, we try to have nice equipment for recording so that it sounds good to to your delicate ears. Yeah, let me tell you, say, Molly, your equipment is looking very nice. <laughs> thank you, thank you. And then, of course, you know there are there are some costs involved in this. Oh, sure, there are hosting costs, there are childcare costs. We redid our website last year, absolutely, yeah, just for you to make it easier. We do live shows. Do we make money on live shows? No, we generally we put money into doing live shows. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, last year we did a couple of live shows in Seattle. We uh, we raised some money for a food bank. That was a thing we did. That was pretty cool. Um, and uh, we would love to do some more live shows this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully we'll have something to announce on that front soon. But mostly, you know, just uh, in the same way that you enjoy being paid for your job, no doubt, we enjoy being paid for our job. That is true. Um, and uh, our job is uh, sitting down and... Um, <laughs> Our job mainly consists of sitting down. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, but you know, so does yours. That's that you know, is probably most true. Most people's jobs consist of sitting down. Well, I mean, unless you're listening to this while while you know doing some sort of manual labor and you're a salt of the earth type of person, like a fleur de sel of the earth. Uh, yeah, for sure, fleur de sel. Our listeners are all fleur de sel of the earth. Do you think we should get to the point? I think we should. Okay. So there there are two ways of looking at the spilled milk pledge drive. There's there's the you're helping us kind of way, and there's the you're helping you kind of way. Oh, that's so sweet. Yes. So here's how pledging to the show helps you. So for $5 a month, which is called the Little Limber Twig level of subscription. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, if you have, if you listen to our Apple episode, which is what, like four or five years old yeah, now at this point? I think it was end of 2011. You will know where the phrase Little Limber Twig comes from. Yeah, but come on. Let's be honest. You probably you really already know. know what a Little Limber Twig is. Um, and uh, did we, yeah, did we mention our equipment? <laughs> so for the, at the Little Limber Twig level, which is $5 a month available anywhere in the world, we will send you a handwritten postcard. We will. You get subscribed to our secret subscribers-only mailing list, uh, where I will write a newsletter and send it to you. You'll get like sneak previews of what's coming up on the show. You'll get. You'll hear about live shows first. And uh, I'm on the mailing list as well. So whenever Matthew puts up a new, you know, a new mailing list message, I get it, and I'm like. This is so funny. I love this guy. Yeah, because do so, I ever run it by you first? You no. don't. Not at all. So anyway, you too can have that I love this guy feeling. Oh, that's yeah, sweet. Thank you. It, it, it's, it'll, it'll make you feel warm and fuzzy, just like, didn't Ira Glass promise that to his Pledge Drive listeners? No, I think that, we promised that, that, that people would get a warm and fuzzy feeling like when they listen to Ira Glass. Oh, oh. <laughs> I think you're confusing us with Ira Glass again, which oh, is such a common gosh, thing. I keep doing that. Go on. Yeah. Really what we need, we need to raise money to do some, some of the investigative reporting that, that we are known for. You know, we've been, uh-huh. we've been bringing you more and more hard-hitting journalism over the last year, and we want to keep doing that. Yeah, yeah. And, we went, and exhaustively fact-checking our stories. Yeah, we went inside a melon for two weeks. We did. Uh, we looked up a bunch of stuff on Wikipedia. That yes. was very expensive. Uh, right. But okay, but there's more. They get the postcard, right? They get so this the is still at the $5 a month It's still level. at the $5 a month level, but there's so much more than that because they also get secret bonus episodes for subscribers mm-hmm, only. Mm-hmm. We do those twice a year. Mm-hmm. There are like, and when you subscribe now, you will get access to all of the previous ones. And there are like eight of them, I think. So it's never too late to subscribe. So that's that's hours of spilled milk that you've never heard before. No, it's not too late to subscribe. Of course not. You know, I should also add that we call these people who, who give these monthly donations, we call them subscribers. But the point is... We, but we think of them as lovers. <laughs> <laughs> we do. No. Okay, so anyway, so you get hours and hours of bonus content that you haven't heard before unless you're already a subscriber, in which case you probably already fast-forwarded. Great. Um, okay, but there's more. 
There's little limber twigs. What do you think the other level is called? Big limber twigs? No. Mm-mm. Magnum bonum sustaining member. The four most beautiful words in the English language, mm-hmm. so, <laughs> but not in that order. <laughs> so magnum bonum sustaining members. Uh, what that means is that you are uh, donating at the $10 a level month. And that not only gets you all the things that $5 a month donors got, like the postcard handwritten from us, the bonus episodes, the mailing list. But Matthew, tell them what else it gets them. They also get a spilled milk mug, tote bag, or t-shirt. Yep. Uh, my daughter actually has the spilled milk tote bag with her at school today oh. with her blanket for nap time. It, if someone it. asks her why it says spilled milk on her bag, is she capable of explaining it? Absolutely not. No, I've just told June that we have a radio show. Oh, yeah. Because somehow I feel like... Yeah, because kids don't understand technology. Because kids don't understand technology, podcasts, no. No. Okay, anyway, so let's tell people how they can do this. Oh, that's a good idea. So they can go to spilledmilkpodcast.com slash donate, Mm -hmm. and we uh, we accept any credit or debit card. Mm -hmm. Uh, You can be anywhere in the world. Uh, It is so easy and automatic. There is no... We're not going to trap you. You can unsubscribe anytime, but yep. we don't think you'll want to because, as we mentioned, you get all the stuff and the warm and fuzzy feeling knowing that you are supporting an independent business. That, that sounds a lot like Ira Glass. An independent business that sounds a lot like America's favorite radio show, <laughs> only without any journalism <laughs> or, or professionalism. Or a- anything. <laughs> It's, um, it's without anything. Yeah, we're bringing you this this uh, this show in four acts, um, <laughs> but I can't remember what any of them are called, and they all sound pretty much the same. Anyway, if you're already a subscriber slash donor slash whatever we're calling you, thank you for supporting the show. Yeah. We love we love our jobs. Yeah, if you are a five dollar little limber twig subscriber and you want to move up to Magnum Bonum, uh, you can just drop us an email at contact at spilledmilkpodcast.com. Yeah. That's easy. Easy peasy. Uh, it will, the email will come to me, and I will get you set up. Yeah. All right. So thanks, everyone. Uh, thanks for making us love our jobs. And uh, we won't bug you with this again until uh, this fall. Okay. Bye. So here, I'm going to spear my napkin. Here's, okay. here's my, my lettuce. Yeah. It's a good thing you did that because I... Listeners can see. See, I just shattered this crouton. How am I supposed to get this thing on the fork? Ow. <laughs> Here. Wait, can I try? Okay, you, you're right. <laughs> See, this, so, is, this is garbage. This is ridiculous. <laughs> I, you know, I was really skeptical when you said earlier that, <laughs> that croutons were bullshit and you thought they should be banned. <laughs> but I think, I think you just convinced me. Yes! <laughs> wow. Okay, can we talk about French onion soup for a minute? Oh, please. Let's, I mean, let's do uh, it. How do you feel about like the the crouton that goes on French onion soup? Oh, but th- this is getting back to the soup I, issue. I know. I think that's a great idea. Yeah. Yeah. It's also like a raft for cheese. It's a cheese raft. It's a cheese raft. Who does not want to set sail on the old cheese raft? Yeah. I, when you when you have French onion soup, it's like a whole cloudy with a chance of meatballs experience. It is. It uh, totally yeah. is. All right. Did you know that my kid doesn't really. She's not really that into that book. Every Too young, t- I Every think. time we read it, I'm always like, this is the greatest. There are hamburgers falling from the sky. Um, you know, I was about to make the argument that maybe she's a little too young for it, but I don't think my kid was ever into that book. Huh. Maybe that I book isn't very good. I keep wondering at what age my child will be into these things. How old are kids when they stop reading picture books? What do you mean stop? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Like, um, I don't remember. This was so long ago, like... 
You know, I was I was just talking. Wait a minute, I was about to like do like a sappy parenting thing. Forget it. Forget oh, what I was, no, none of that. Let's let's criticize uh, beloved American institutions like croutons and uh, terrific. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, I, I'm done with my critique here. I rest my case. Okay. Let's, uh, Your Honor. Let's let's uh, bring in the defense. <laughs> who, who here is going to defend croutons? So I Mrs. think Mrs. Th- in. <clears throat> please take this. <laughs> Can uh, I get you a glass of water, Mrs. Cubison? Okay. <laughs> Mrs. Cubison. Yes? Would you like to ask me something? Please defend croutons. Well, they're uh, crispy, and, and you can uh, put them on your salad. Okay. Thank you. My croutons are $1.49. I have no further questions. You find them on your grocer's shelves. Okay. Wow. Um, I'm not sure why she had to sit on my lap during that, but it was great to get that visit from Mrs. Cubison. Oh, I loved her nubbly sweater. <laughs> yeah, I um, uh, and her grabbly voice. <laughs> Although she's very stubborn. Uh, yes, and and uh, and kind of stubbly. <laughs> I did notice some some chin stubble. Mm-hmm. And uh, and she was blowing bubbles throughout the. <laughs> this is a weird bit. Um, okay, she's really good at dribbling. <laughs> um, yes, I had to I had to wipe her mouth repeatedly during her testimony. All right. Um, do you think, like maybe unbeknownst to us, our show has just made a pivot, and we're we're just going to be taking down whatever the topic is? Like, what are we what are we going to do next week? Like next week, let's oh, say what say, are we what can we take down? I don't know. Say the episode is like sparkling water. And, uh, you know, it's just going to be oh, 20 minutes. Oh, we can minutes. take down uh, La Croix or La Croix or whatever it yeah, is. Yeah, screw That's you, La Croix. water that everybody's into right now. Yeah. I think I it tastes like garbage. I don't know what it is, but it's terrible. It, like, bubbled out of some dumbass <laughs> mountain spring. <laughs> it's like like one of those, you know, ghetto springs where frogs poop in it all the time and stuff. It's probably got Giardia. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're going to be sued, but it's going to be really funny. I think we're going to be sued by Mrs. Cubison. I think we're going to be sued by La Croix. Um, I think we're going to be sued by the um, Big Crouton. Uh, one more thing. The Crouton Lobby. The, the Crouton Lob. Uh, lobby? That's a two. That's got two oh, Bs. Yes, lobbies. Lobbies are so cute. Uh, you, uh, I wrote an article about croutons. Hobby. Hobby. That yes. But, you know, words that are UBB. Yeah. That's really the ultimate use of BB. When I was in college, my friend Kenji that, BB? Uh, made up a fake cereal called Jubby Snacks the Wonder Treat. What? <laughs> I As I started saying that, I realized I cannot explain what I mean by a fake cereal. <laughs> so it was just basically a thing he started saying because he thought it was funny, and it is. Cool. Because I said so. Yes, it is funny. Uh, I wrote an article about croutons for Cullinate.com years ago. We'll link to that, too. Cool. Um, I think I spent most of the column talking about what my rap name would be if I were really into croutons. I love your writing. Thanks. I love how, uh, what a, <laughs> the way that you just delve into a topic and pursue it through to its logical uh, end. Yes, we, yes, we just hit the logical end of this episode right yes. now. You can find us online at spilledmilkpodcast.com where we'll post a recipe for homemade croutons, um, a picture of Molly attempting to spear a crouton mm-hmm. with a fork. Mm-hmm. 
that has been sheathed in a napkin for some reason that I still don't understand. <laughs> oh, because this was... That was representing the it lettuce. It was representing the lettuce. Yep, got it. Uh, but you didn't eat the napkin. Uh, you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash spilled milk podcast and nominate an American institution for us to take down next. Uh, please also tell us some more words that involve <laughs> the letters U B B. Grubby. Grubby. Oh, that's so great. Uh-huh. Grubby little hands. Yes. Uh, pubby. Like this, this, uh, this bar has sort of a British feel to it. It's kind of pubby. You have kind of stubby toes. Yep. Cause I stubbed them. Uh, all right. Yeah. Wait, do, do I really have stubby toes? No, you don't. Oh. Hubbub! <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, do you think there's even one listener left at this point? No. <laughs> if there is, if Mrs. Cubison, if you're still listening, <laughs> thank you. And until next time, thank you for listening to Spilled Milk, the show that's setting sail on the tomato soup seas in our cheese raft, and Molly just harpooned a crouton. <laughs> Molly Weisenberg. And I'm Matthew Amster-Burton. And you can not have any. Whoa, I, did Dracula just get up in this business? <laughs> in a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, We've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia.